Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the People in Places Extra podcast as we continue to celebrate WNCT TV's 70th anniversary. I'm Ken Watlington, host of the podcast, and today I'm joined by a man who spent much of the 1990s working as one of the co-hosts for Carolina Today on WNCT. And oh, by the way, he's also the current mayor of the town of Farmville. John Moore is a war veteran and now one of the most recognized voices in all of Eastern North Carolina. I started uh, part-time in 1991. Slim had guest hosts. You know, you'd come in and do a week and you'd rotate in and out. And I started in the, in the fall of 91 as once a week, uh, well, weekly, and you'd rotate in about once a month. And that's how I got started in uh, 1991 in the fall of that year. And you eventually got to do it full-time. Sure did. It was an interesting story. I was on Carolina Today for three days, and the manager, by a fellow by the name of Ed Adams, called me upstairs, and I'm going, oh, we'll see what the manager wants. And he said, look, if Slim ever retires, would you consider taking the job? I said, sir, you'll never have to ask me again. That would be a boyhood dream, which has already been answered just by being on Carolina Today with him. And so I was uh, pretty much handpicked by Slim to follow him when he retired, which came a few years later. And you lasted on, at WNCT through what year? Well, uh, the program ended in 1997, so I was full-time producer from 93 through 97. So about six, six or so years at WNCT. Well, part-time and full-time, yes. Carolina today is, uh, for people who grew up in this area, who, who even moved to the area, it meant a lot. It did. It was a way for people to come in and talk about what was going on in their festivals, their church. It was an opportunity for uh, operations to get the word out. It was a way that the government could get certain words out. And it was not like being interviewed by news. It was like a, a coffee table conversation. And it was easy to understand. And it may not have been an interview you want to hear right now, but there was something there for every single day. And Slim covered a lot of territory with that and knew everybody in 29 to 30 counties in eastern North Carolina. So if it moved, it moved through Carolina today. And it really set the standard for shows that came after it all over the country. Absolutely. You know, Carolina Today, they came down from CBS, as story goes, and watched Slim do Carolina Today and went back and created some of their news programs out of that. Slim was quite a, uh, an innovator uh, when it came to television. For you as a, as a local, what did it mean to work there on that show? Uh, you know, of course, Slim was a local star. Slim went to Rocky Mountain, got on a train in Wilson, went to Rocky Mountain, drew more people than the President of the United States. You've got a picture of that. He was an icon. He was a legend. And when he called me, it was an interesting story. I just got home from the Gulf War in 91. I didn't have a job. I had a paycheck coming, one more paycheck coming from the United States government. And uh, Slim called me and said, John said, look, everybody that works as a co-host on Carolina Today is out. Nobody else is available. You are my last pick. Can you help me? I said, Slim, you mean I'm at the end of the bench? He said, man, if you don't help me, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I started taping the show in the morning and watching it. And then I'd, I'd watch it in the morning, and then I'd watch it again at night. So when I got there on that Monday morning, I knew his mannerisms. I knew where the breaks were. I was pretty much dialed in. And so it meant a lot to me just to be on Carolina today. So I finished up that week, and, and I'm on top of the world. And then he says, can you come back this week? Yes, sir, I'll be back. And before you know it, I was in the rotation. Myself, uh, Rick Vernon, there were two or three of us in there. would rotate in and out. Henry Aldridge, we would rotate, and it was quite an honor. And then when they said, 
uh, we're going to do away with the co-host. And I said, well, what does that mean? And they said, well, we want, we want you to fill the third chair. And that's when myself and Diane and Slim, that was, that was the Carolina Today crew, along with John Spence and, uh, and of course, Jim Woods and the staff there. Let's talk about those gentlemen because they, they meant a lot to these two, especially John Spence with the farmers and, and with tobacco being what it was in the area in days of past, you know, back in the day, it, he, he meant a lot, what he did. John Spence was incredible. He was the voice for Channel 9. He was the first thing you heard in the morning, the last thing you heard every night. He was a guy that introed the Carolina Today Show, but he was an icon, again, with the, the agriculture market in eastern North Carolina. He covered the tobacco markets. He worked with the, with the producers, the ranchers, with everyone, and he would give the prices every single day when agriculture was such a big thing in eastern North Carolina. And here again, you think about, not only was it the farmer in the field, but it was the people that supplied the fertilizer, the tractors, they were all connected to John Spence. So in that avenue, John Spence owned the market, which was another asset to turn on Carolina Today for Slim. Yep, for sure. Jim Woods, I've heard stories, uh, and I, re I definitely remember watching, but he's a guy who kind of did it all. Jim Woods was the last of the great broadcasters. Jim could do the commercial, he could do the news, weather, and sports, and he could sit down and he could interview you for a news story. He could do it all, and a prince of a gentleman. One of the kindest men I've ever known, but an incredible talent. What haven't we touched on, or who haven't we touched on, you think needs to be highlighted? Well, you know, you talk about the people that were on Carolina today. There were legends there, like the great Rick Vernon, an incredible guy who went on to uh, become a minister. He performed on the Grand Ole Opry. He's still doing uh, missionary work today, if you will. Uh, his ministry continues even on radio. Rick Vernon, a, a giant of a guy. Edsel Mason from Farmville was on Carolina today. Henry Aldridge, my dear friend, Henry Hinton was on Carolina today. and uh, But the guy that held it together, before I talk about Slim, the guy that held this whole thing together was a fellow by the name of uh, Walter Hearn. Walter Hearn was the, the director. He was Slim's driver. He kept everything moving right along on the show. You know, one of the first things I ever said on Carolina Today, when Slim introduced me, he said, now here's John Moore. And I said, Slim, before we go any further, Slim didn't see this coming. I said, I am no relation to Hal Moore because Hal had been on the show forever. And to this day, people think he was my father. So, but there are a lot of, lot of great people that came through there. My friend Joe Albee, for example, this is a great story, a great success story and the impact that Carolina Today had. When Slim retired, he had a seven-minute segment on farming in eastern North Carolina. And when he left, the sh that part of the show went away too. So I called Joe Albee and I said, Joe, have you got any of that footage that you used to show with Frank White on the Southern Sportsman? He said, yes. Yeah. So he came in on that Thursday and filled that seven-minute segment. Out of that, out of that came the Carolina Outdoor Journal, which has been on PBS for 30 years. And that's just the beginning. There were movie stars yep. that actually came through Channel 9. I mean, there were a bunch of them. So, but I got a story I'd like to tell you about Slim. I love it. Are you got it ready for the story? Slim told the story to Rick Vernon and I one day sitting on the set for Carolina Today. And we just finished doing the show when we were sitting there and Slim was taking his mic off. And I said, Slim, I got to ask you this question. And I asked him the question and he proceeded to tell me the story. And the question was about the Purina Plant show in Wilson, North Carolina. Slim was emceeing a country music show in Wilson, North Carolina, and he's standing there and he brought the axe on and so forth and so on. And he was standing beside this fella and the guy said, look, he said, you're in television, you understand promoting, I'd like for you to manage this guy right here on the stage, everything east of the Mississippi. And Slim watched the act and thought about it for a few minutes and he said, like, man, he said, sir, I don't, I don't think that fella's ever going to make it. I'm just going to pass and keep doing what I'm doing. The fellow he was talking to was Colonel Tom Parker. The fellow on stage was Elvis Presley. 
great story. But you had to hear Slim to tell it for to get the full impact. So he made a lot of impact. That's what maybe he missed all. He did, but he knew everybody. <laughs> and, I, and it's easy to say that he knew everybody because, for example, he may know this guy that knew this guy, and before you knew it, you could connect the dots, and everybody knew Slim on the show. Diane Bowen completed Slim. Now, she came on that show, former Miss America USA. She came on the show prim and proper, very well defined, refined, and she was just absolutely gorgeous, and she sat there with Slim, and everything Slim was, she was the opposite of everything that she was. He was the opposite, and they meshed together like you wouldn't believe. And then the banner between Slim and Jim Woods was always something unbelievable, too. So, and that's what kept people involved every day. It was like two old friends just having a conversation, every, but it drew, it drew you in. Every single day when, when they would get together, it was something new. It may be the same format, but there was something new because people would line up to be interviewed on the show. For, for, you would be amazed. Like when the fair would come, Slim would go out and be at the pie judging contest. When the parades would start, he'd be up in Halifax County in Scotland Neck in the parade. And it was like a, I mean, he was. He was the biggest star in eastern North Carolina that people could actually see. He was beyond huge. And Carolina today, the ratings on that show, phenomenal. Unbelievable, the amount of televisions that were on every single day to Slim Short. And I say Slim, you know, Carolina today. But it was unbelievable the number of people that watched that show. And it didn't take me long to figure that out because I'd been on the show two or three times as a special guest. Now keep in mind, the reason I got, the reason Slim called me, because I'd known Slim since the early 70s. I was making television commercials. I was doing voice tracks for him. He knew that I was a radio guy. You know, he knew that. And then when he, when he ran out of guest host, hey, like you said, I was the last <laughs> pick, so here I am, you know. But uh, when Slim decided to retire, he carried me to lunch. And I'm sitting here going, this is not good because Slim doesn't buy lunch for anybody. And so after we get through the restaurant and everybody going Slim, and it, they didn't have cell phones back then to take pictures. So after he did everything he had to do, he sat down, he pushed his plate back. He said, we need to talk before we eat. My heart fell. Okay, because I thought they may be going back to something new. Well, anyway, Slim says, I'm retiring in the fall and I want you to take my place. And it was like, holy cow. When I got through with the show, I came back. My wife was the teacher's assistant at the, at the school. I came back and I went to the school and I said, I need to tell you something. She said, Slim's offered you a full-time position. I said, how did you know? She said, I could just feel it coming. Sure <laughs> did. And next thing I know, I'm the producer of Carolina Today and did that for, for four years. You've had a remarkable career in radio and TV, which continues until this day among all the other things you do, uh, as far as being mayor, how did all of that impacted by working on Carolina Today? Oh, Carolina Today allowed me to, to meet a lot of people, you know, like CBS News, they may interview a state senator. I had an opportunity, I mean, a, a, a U.S. senator, I'd interview a state senator. They would interview the president, I'd interview the governor, and things of that nature. So it kept you dialed in. Everything that, as I said earlier, you know, everything that moved in Eastern Carolina moved through Carolina today. So you had a, your finger on the pulse of what was going on in Eastern Carolina. So it was easy to talk to people and you developed friendships and relationships so you could talk to anybody about anything. And that, that gave me that opportunity to, to brush that skill of doing the interview and talking with people and, and then following Slim on Slim's mannerisms and how he conducted himself in public. And that was real important on how to do that. And, uh, so that was, that was a very big deal with me. Uh, having lived in this area most of your life, 
What do you think uh, WNCT's impact has been over these 70 years? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. From the days of uh, carrying sports, Brian Bailey. Oh, what Brian Bailey has done for high school sports is unbelievable. I, I, and no disrespect to anybody, but Brian Bailey brought high school sports to a new level. Brian Bailey brought ECU sports to a new level. That second thing that Channel 9 has done, and uh, I think it's being fast and factual. When you watch Channel 9 News, when we want you to do the news, it's the facts. It's not an opinion, it's a fact. And they have stayed true to what television news is all about. Now let's talk about the programming, what programming has done. You know, Channel 9, WNCT, they cut away from their regular program for three years in a row to have a telethon to help me and my family raise money for the Cerebral Palsy Center on Greenville Boulevard in Greenville that has my daughter's name, Summer Moore Center for Cerebral Palsy, Easter Seals. They allowed us to have that telethon for three years to raise money for that school. And that was just one of many things that they did. They were partners back in the day when things were really tough. We had a spurt back in there in the 80s when the economy was just, it was really tough. And they partnered with Greenville Toyota to provide bicycles and televisions for kids throughout Eastern Carolina. And I don't mean one or two, I mean one or two, three hundred that, that Channel 9 was involved in. But I think Carolina today probably was their biggest impact that they had over the years because there was something there for everybody and they got the word out. If you got on that list to be interviewed, you could get it done at Channel 9. And if you watched Channel 9, you were informed. You were not misinformed, but you were informed. And that was the impact that Channel 9 has. Same thing you do today on your news. What's life like as the mayor? Oh, <laughs> well, I heard a guy say <clears throat> that the mayor's job was two hours a week. And I thought to myself, I said, we'll see about that. It's two hours before you ever get your first cup of coffee. Farwell has done an amazing job in the past four years. I'm excited about the next two just being reelected. But being the mayor of Farmville, it has been an exciting time. And uh, you can live in Farmville, you can work in Greenville, you can work in Wilson, but you can actually live in Farmville. Our recreation department, our arts council, we got a library. We, uh, we opened up a regional, uh, a municipal library that became a regional library the moment we turned the key. 40% of the people come to our library are from out of town. And that has been a big deal for Farmville. The library, we got four schools on one campus. Think about this. You drop your kids off at kindergarten, pick them up when they graduate. It's easy. You know, <laughs> 18 years later. That's right. 12 years later. That's right. We're building 150 new homes in Farmville. We're in a, in a development. We've got that. We've got 30 some odd houses going on. There's a place for people to live in Farmville. And then you can get up and you can go and drive to work. But when you come home, you can enjoy the different things that we have for you in Farmville. And you got some great restaurants. You got one of the oldest breweries in North Carolina. Uh -huh. I mean, just so much here. It really has. You know, when the disc golf course opened in Farville, we, we knew what disc golf was, and it's still a very big thing, but they come from all over the country to play in our disc golf. The talent that you see at the Arts Council, unbelievable. Our Christmas parade is second to none. You can go to a Christmas parade anywhere you want to, but Farville's is different, and it stands out. And then we do a thing called Taste of Farville, where Santa Claus arrives on a, on a fire truck, and all. And speaking of fire trucks, the biggest thing facing Farmville right now, biggest issue as mayor, is building the new fire department. Our fire department in Farmville has to cover and support Bell Arthur, Fountain, uh, Farmville, and areas. Majority of our calls are in the rural area. And so we're building a new fire department. And in three to five years, you're going to have to have a full-time fire department staff. I mean, just like, like Greenville does. You know, on 12 and off 24, you know how that goes. On 24 and off 48, anyway. But we're going to have to have that. All fire departments are. So building that fire department in Farmville 
is the main thing, and that's been my main uh, concentration for the past year or so, is getting that fire department built. And oh yeah, y'all can play some basketball around here. Well, we do have state champion, and Coach Wilford out there does a great job. I mean, a great job, and he is an incredible coach, not only on the court, but off. He, he's, he's a good mentor to a lot of young people. They do a good job out there, and we're very proud of the coach and very proud of the product that he puts on that court and what they become after they leave high school. Very proud of that. Lots to be proud of all across town. Yes, sir. And my thanks to Mr. Mayor John Moore of the town of Farmville and, of course, a former WNCT Carolina Today co-host. To watch the video portion of my interview with John, just go to WNCT.com. Click the On Your Side tab. There you'll find the People and Places page. And while you're there, you might as well check out our hour-long 70th anniversary special featuring so many familiar faces like John Moore and many, many others. It's right there, streaming on WNCT.com. Thanks for joining us on the final episode of the People and Places Extra podcast for 2023. I'm Ken Watlington. <laughs>